Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. In this episode of Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments, we're pulling the best from the show that I do with Josh Jones called Grow Your 1099. We had as a guest, Lori Payne, and we focused on the importance of process, whether in the Grow Your 1099 space where we're focused on door-to-door selling or in your business today, do you have the right processes in place? Do you have the right procedures in place? Are you successful at getting things done and having things get done when you're not around? You know, listen to this episode. It is really spectacular. Thanks. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your 1099 with Mitchell Levy and Josh Jones. Good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Um, So I'm Josh Jones. I'm the CEO of uh, Elite Energy Consulting and the author of Don't Knock It Till You Knock It, which was just published. You know, Josh, somebody mentioned, it might have even been Lori, and and it's Lori, I'll introduce you in a second, and she said, who is Josh Jones and what does he do? So (laughs) how about 30 seconds on what you do? What I do? So I run a sales company. Um, So I've worked in the door-to-door industry now for about a decade, um, different, different roles, and as of this last year, I actually started my own company um, with awesome, awesome business partner. And we, in the matter of, I would say, five months, went from three employees to just about 50. And Beautiful. currently, I believe we are the largest dealership for uh, Vivint Solar on the East Coast, which is um, one of the largest residential solar companies. So yeah. I, I couldn't have asked for it better. Congratulations. I couldn't have asked for it better. That's so cool. Thank you. I had no idea you were in solar. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I thought I was here I, to talk about door-to-door sales, but yeah. So nice to meet you, Josh. Well, nice to meet you. Well, door, door-to-door sales. So that is actually the prime driver of our business. And I feel like it's could be the prime driver for many, many more businesses and it just needs to be less looked down upon. I feel like we need more human interaction between people and less, less of the superficial technology that we have between us. Absolutely. So, uh, and so let me, let me introduce Lori Payne. I, I met Lori, it's about a year ago-ish. Um, something like that. Maybe a little bit less. But anyhow, we've talked so many times, it seems like, like a good amount of time. Uh, she's up in Manitoba, Canada, um, and so that explains the accent. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think that's why you're having me on the show. Actually, I was thinking about that this morning. That could be. <laughs> I love the fact I'm from Central Canada. I'm not going to use the word a. <laughs> a. <laughs> and what I what Lori does is similar to some of the things that I do, and I love listening to her talk 
because what she does when she's talking to you, she put things in process. And, and so we're going to talk about process today and the importance of, you know, if you're in solar or any door-to-door sales, by definition, you're an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur, you need to be successful. To be successful, you need processes to help you be successful. And, and Lori is the queen of that. And I, Lori, I just thought, well, first, welcome to the show. And then second, you did something that was unique. You, you started listening and watching previous episodes to prepare, prepare for the show. So you had some insight from the last episode. So anyhow, welcome, Lori Payne. And what insight did you have from our last episode? Oh, well, thank you. It's very nice to meet you. Josh, for the first time. Yes, I've been following you. I'm not sure. Yeah, we connected uh, back in California, Mitchell. Uh, we happened to sit next to each other at a conference for one of our activities and um, connected over lunch and some other things since then. But so nice to meet you and learn more about what you're doing. Door-to-door sales. My first thought that popped into my head was, oh, my condolences to you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not terrible, but that is the first thought that pops into your head. But, um, I coach and facilitate and consult, and I help teams and people uh, reach their objectives. And a lot of that is sales. That's like the number one question I always get is, how do I increase my sales? How do I increase my revenue? And it is through that. I've worked with thousands of salespeople. I don't want to say thousands, but I worked for a large corporate, and I've worked with lots of companies and organizations since. So many very skilled and highly energized, motivated salespeople that I was always so thankful to have. Um, and I helped them strategize and, and build where we were going and facilitate needs. But then uh, I've been in my own business with my husband for the past two years. And, and I was saying to you earlier, following your, like when you're talking about knocking on doors, I've been the front end now. And my husband and I both always said, we don't want to be in sales. <laughs> but now that I've been doing it, I've, re- I've kind of put my head around the process of it. And I've been trying to picture you as I've been following you, Josh, about, is it a process of you just knock on the door and it's that same transaction each time and you learn your, your wife was saying in the last call about or the last show about how you just learn each time you go and you're becoming that elite person. And, you know, yeah. So I do have a whole list of ahas. This was, these were my notes that I was taking while I watched the last show with you folks. By the way, it makes folks get to where they want to go. And the first step is, to lead into that process is the sales guys, the first person clients talk to. So important. You don't have the rest of it without sales. Can you, can you share some of those ahas you wrote down? I'd love, I'd love yeah, to hear. Sure. hear I'd love to. Um, it started with the number one, which I think I already mentioned, the incremental improvements. It was talking about that with each knock, you become elite. And it's not that you're becoming elite. It's the relationship with that person. You're meeting them halfway and, like you spoke once before in one of the other programs about the person on the other end of the door, maybe they're not in the space to meet and have this conversation today, but you, you have to still knock on the door and see if that meeting can occur and then don't take it personally if it's not the right space and just go back to your zone zero and reorientate and go again. Um, which brings me to number two, you talked about the pit in your stomach because each time you get the knock, like before we come on the call today, our stomachs are all like, Ooh, <laughs> but you, we, you learn to harness that and enjoy it. That's something I read recently. And I think it might've been this fellow. You mentioned this guy, John Maxwell, another Love him. favorite of mine. But I, I think he talked about that learning to harness it. 
I know I, we received lots of training over the years in that. And I teach people like if that's normal, you get that pit. You called it a pit feeling, angst feeling, breathe through it and then push it into whatever we're doing next, which in the sales process, such high energy is needed. Right. So yeah, move past that. I think Mitchell and I were talking the other day about moving past the planning. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to go and make those knocks. I'm going to do it. And then people don't do the do because that stomach gets in the way. Yeah. Those are the first two on my list. I have nine points. So I don't know how long you want me to go on. Oh, about. no, that's, <laughs> that's good. Well, first of all, it, shows, it says something about, Lori, how many people, when you're listening to a book on tape, not that anyone actually listens to books on tape because they're actually streamed and blah. But when you actually are listening to a book or are watching a video, how many people take notes? And then if you take notes, how many people act on those notes? And, and Lori, that's the thing that was fascinating. I'll just say what I absolutely loved about the partnership conversations we've had is Normally what happens when you talk to somebody, you, you come up with a plan, you come up with ideas, and then you, if you're not, if you haven't done this a lot, here's the most important thing. Who's taking notes and who's taking the next step? And Lori would say, I'm taking notes. I'm going to send you what I think I heard you say. Hmm. I have to tell you guys that not many people, I, I've done a thousand partnerships here in, uh, in Silicon Valley and and it's a rare person who actually does that. So, Lori, tell me about the importance of sort of documenting and executing and just sort of being on top of what's said and how, how to say things and how to move forward. Well, one of the notes I have here is about the data, right? Um, where you're storing it. What are you doing with the information you're learning? That's part of, we teach a scientific problem-solving method, right? Where part of it is always sorting your data. What are you going to do with the, with the information that you have? How many stacks of these do you have around your office? Like something like this, I'll store somewhere that I know is related to Josh or Mitchell. And if I need to access it again, it's right there. It's always where are you keeping things? And then how do you know what to move into the next piece? But yeah, folks take in, they take information in and we take information in from so many different places that we're all kind of walking around in a state of overwhelm and how do we just move slowly forward? But when you take all the data and you have your plan and then you have to start doing, and then as you're doing, you check, how am I doing? Oh, that really sucked. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> it's something we call PDCA, right? Plan, do, check, act. It's that continuous. I go knock on the door. Oh, this one didn't work so well. I'm going to try it again at this door. And then I'm going to add little improvements, incremental improvements as you go. But always make sure you keep the data and, and see what you're doing with it. So maybe we'll talk about metrics while we're talking about data because you guys talked about metrics in the last week's call and what could Aubrey measure. Um, Josh's wife, Aubrey, was going to go and take this challenge to go door to door for two weeks and knock on doors and try this whole sales process, right? But I think she, was she challenged to figure out what should I measure? Mm -hmm. um, we talked about metrics to make sure we're being successful. What should I measure and how should I measure? Like some of the simplest thing might just be, well, how many doors did you knock on and how many were successful? And just like write it down on a piece of paper at the end of each day. It doesn't have to be something in a spreadsheet that's spitting out a graph. I think that's where people always think, oh, data needs to be something with graphs and a simple whiteboard or a piece of paper with notes like this will, will really suffice, right? 
She she did. She came back and she uh, she reported to me and told me, you know, I talked to this person who was, you know, the nanny. I talked to this person who was just busy, didn't have any time. This person already talked to somebody about solar, didn't want it. And um, she actually on her in her first 15 minutes out, like after I saw her, she left very first door. She knocked. She was successful. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's, that's not normal. That's <laughs> awesome. That's not normal. I was just like, wait a second, what's going on here? Like, how I many doors did you have to knock on to be successful? Do you well, remember? Uh, for me, it's it's actually it's gotten to the point where it's usually one in five doors, um, one in two to one in five doors. So almost every other door depends on the day. There have been some days where it's like four or five right in a row. Or it's just been amazing, but That's, those are really good numbers because the numbers are usually like ten and forty. Oh yeah, well, like, it all boils down. You're talking about processes. You have to be really sniper-like accuracy in the prospecting, <laughs> rather than having the machine gun approach with door to door. It's so important to to very carefully select who you're going to talk to. So when you're saying door to door, you're not literally going house to house. You're going to exactly. Select. Yeah. That's how I would totally strategize your sales. Yeah, I agree. If you're, if you're doing the machine gun approach to door to door sales, yeah. wait, wait, what's the, what's the word you use? Go after your warm ones first. Folks warm that have first. a trust and relationship built with. Yeah. Well, you want every single interaction that you have with somebody to be a little bit warmer than the previous one, if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, if you can do that, then it makes it so you get into this cycle of actually getting away from door to door. Like that's that's bad that we're talking about door to door, but it, yeah. it it's basically that's one of the things it talks about in the in the book. And don't knock it till you knock it. Is if it's done properly, if you build up the right network. You actually don't have to knock doors as much or even at all if you have um, this this stream of referrals coming through because you treated the customers right and then suddenly you change your job description and the process changes. The process of going from one customer to getting another customer changes and it, it actually gets easier and easier to sell because when you're referred to somebody, all of a sudden the attitude that they have towards you, it's, hey, I reached out to you and invited you into my home rather than you cold calling and knocking on my door. So you want you want to turn it from cold calling into warm calling. Yeah, like it turns from like you you doing this, like with your hook trying to get something to the pole where they're actually pulling it from you. And that's yeah. a beautiful time when that starts to occur. So like when you're doing a business transition, it goes into that stage where all of a sudden the pole comes and the referral networks start working and your phone's ringing off the hook and you're left with, the, gee, I don't even have enough staff, right? Is that how you moved from, what is it, three to 50 people? Yeah. <laughs> going through a wave like that where the pole really came. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, it's um, it, going again back to the idea of, of uh, processes is if it's done properly, you, you have to start out with using expending tons and tons of energy, emotional, physical energy to get momentum. And then once that momentum is built, um, you just have to keep maintaining it. And you've got to have a, a just consistent flow, consistent habits that you do 
that make that that momentum continue. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah, hardest I have momentum written down here. And you talked about the ideal state too, right? How to get to where you want to go. But that flow, when you're doing that same behavioral, you're talking about the behavioral change. Mm-hmm. That's what we're after. We're actually not after the, the sales. We're after our own behavioral change towards our ideal state. And our ideal state is working and interacting with clients and delivering service to them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about that behavioral change of... That's actually, that's a beautiful thing because that's sort of the, the people who we've had on the show that I've enjoyed listening to and were in particular successful is they're not, they're not knocking because they want to close business and increase their 1099. I mean, ultimately they do. They're really feeling like they're adding value to the person they're talking with. And if you're not, if you're in a, if you're in a, job versus a, if you're, if you're in a job versus you're playing at your work, you're in a job where you're not adding value to other people. The question is, should you change your job? As a matter of fact, Josh, that's why, that's why you're not a doctor or a lawyer and you wrote this book and you're in this profession because you want people to (laughs) not not okay. criticize, not, like the first words out of Lloyd's mouth. I'm sorry to hear that. Not <laughs> criticize, right? But rather, until you try it. Yeah. No, that's that's the that's the reality of it. Is um, spreading that idea is um, it, it, there's so much meaning to sales, and I feel like people look at sales and from a from a, the wrong perspective. They they see it as the more it's it's what is it response bias or it's it's one of those things where they remember the negative interactions they've had rather than focusing on the positive interactions that they've had in the past um we, we picture the greasy ch- and the chains and the greasy hair and the oh yeah the slick salesman is what we always pick we don't picture the refined knowledgeable expert that's <laughs> trying to bring you the service and requirements that you need it's they're totally focused on you, right? Mm-hmm. That's how we should picture salespeople. Is that really why you wrote this book? It's not so much on the, the methodology and the process of going door to door, but that that process actually serves a requirement. Yeah, that, that actually, that is the main reason of writing it is changing the, changing the perspective that people have towards the profession and then getting more people involved with it and, and realizing that there is, um, an awesome opportunity to change your life and change other people's lives in a positive way. That's, that's non-conventional. Hmm. So Laura, you've been, uh, you were saying right beforehand that uh, now that you're running your own business, you're, you're, you're knocking door to door metaphorically at least all the time. Daily. Yeah. It's just a continual conversation, right? Yeah. If we're, so that's the thing. <laughs> you work for somebody else or you're an entrepreneur. And one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur for an existing product line, an existing service, an existing company that Josh, I can't believe you grew from three to, I remember when you were talking about even before <laughs> you created elite energy. So being at 50 is crazy. So if, if you can, so what's happened is, Josh is, and, his, and his partners put together processes that are appropriate for you to sell with. 
uh, Lori, what, what, tell me a little bit more about if, if you were going to be an entrepreneur, learn, and, and by the way, you, you guys are, and you got to knock on doors, whether or not you're physically knocking on doors and making phone calls or whatever it is, what, and somebody else was helping you, what processes would you want to see? If, if you were going to start, uh, let's say, selling door-to-door tomorrow for Josh, or even just your existing company, what is it that you've put in place to make sure that on a regular basis, you're doing the right stuff? You focus and you organize and you keep your strategy the same. You want to be, I always like the three C's, like a consistent, cohesive culture. Make sure your team always knows what you're doing and where you're on track. Use simple tools to keep yourselves on track and make sure you orientate. Like I pulled a couple of things just as like an example, but I use a dashboard with folks that always orientates to values. This one's for our health authority, right? Act, act as a health. Oh, can you hold that closer to the screen? I think I've seen it before. And it's so this orientates people to the, it's a dashboard where your entire team can keep track of absolutely everything that you're doing. So you can always, always focus together on what your important pieces are. Everything relates to the cash cycle and it all relates to the client needs. But what is that platform? Readiness, right? As an organization, do you have the systems you need? Does your team have the training? Do they, are they armed in skills and development that they need to have in order to carry out the duties that to the quality that the customer requires? So if your oh. team has an orientation point, which is sometimes a morning meeting, it's again, that behavior of orientation where they all know how to behave and they're, they're hearing the same consistent messaging from the leadership. Mm-hmm. But it comes out, usually the values orientate to respect, integrity, honesty, teamwork. And then we orientate to what the customer needs. And then the profits and everything else comes, right? Like when you're saying you're targeting towards those warm clients that you suspect already are partners. Like that's why Mitchell and I keep talking because we know we're both here to carry out sharing ideas and, and things from subject matter experts from around the world. We want to help facilitate those things. So oh, what's, and- what's the platform you use on that dashboard for that dashboard? What, what do you use? Sorry, what's the platform? Yeah. Oh, this How is you- just a simple word document. And that's part of what I'm saying is oh. when you and your team come up with a standard or a, a process that you're using, this is a simple word document. Mm-hmm that were used to help a, the entire healthcare authority here. There's 126,000 residents. This helps me as a consultant know what their needs are and what they're focused on. And I put three things in red. So that helps us all know what the top three priorities are. But if you mm-hmm. orientate with a team to something like this once a week, once a day, depending on what your team's requirements are, you can do it remotely. You can do it on site, but keeping them all on track, Seems like it helps narrow the focus. Narrows, keeps them focused to what the right priorities are. And the, the, the segments are what's your customer requirements? What do you actually do? That's one that I think is so fun. When I sometimes say to groups, what's, what's, your, what's your goal? Why are you here? And they'll talk about waste removal or they'll talk about more sales. And I very seldom ever hear because my clients require this or I'm here serving the clients with this, or they don't see the next person in the chain within their organization as a customer of them. We're all a part of this process serving the client's need, but the client, the client is often not even 
we don't even remember that they're here. I'm here today just working on this worksheet is what I'm doing. They forget that what the client is all about. Um, and it also talks about channels. How are we communicating with our customers? What are we using Zoom? Or are we using Skype? Are we using Facebook? Or are we using LinkedIn? Just so your whole team knows how to orientate. And then we always refer everyone down to the cash cycle. Do you know where the money's going and when it's coming in? And let's reduce it as much as we can. But it's all process. Um, what else can I say about process? It's all about the incremental improvement, which was the, one of the first things Aubrey mentioned last week because we all work together and just try and get to what the clients need. And when we do that, what's win-win, right? It's, it seems like this happens a lot in my profession. It's, it's happened a lot where you seem to get into a good process, a good flow, mm -hmm. and then suddenly something throws a wrench in it and you have to reassess, reevaluate, and sometimes just um, massively change the way that you, you do things. Um, what, what do you recommend? What are your suggestions for when something just completely changes the way things need to be done? Write it down. Look at your data. Follow a problem-solving process. That's one of the things that we're teaching. I'm partnered with the Leadership Institute, too. And we have an eight-stage problem-solving process that it's, it's the foundations from Toyota Business Practices, if you're familiar. It's the way Toyota, how their leadership, their philosophy, and then also how they solve problems together. And it's a simple eight-step process that starts with, like, clarify your problem. Write it down. I was in a major state of flow at one point and I just loved everything around me. I wonder if I have that example here. I have a goals binder. So I'm going to just show you some examples of goal setting. This is a problem solving process. So I was trying to figure out if I should leave a role like years ago. And I went through this seven step. What's my problem? Analyze it, meet with your stakeholders, come up with a solution and then just start doing, but always write it down and follow a step-by-step -step process and you'll get through any problems. It's interesting. You said just start doing. Yeah. So it's it's basically figure out what the problem is, kind of make a make a plan, Once but then just yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But then just just start moving forward. It seems one of the things that I've seen a, a lot of new reps do when they try to come into the door to door space specifically is they keep trying to learn the process and they just they spend time and time and time just trying to learn how it is, wanting to make sure they understand everything about it. And they never like actually go out and do, they never actually go out and act. They, cause they, they never feel like they actually know the full process. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, don't so, you remember what that's like though? I remember being 15 and, and being told that I'm waitressing. I think it was 14. I'm supposed to walk up to the table in this restaurant and, talk to these perfect strangers by myself. I thought she was crazy. I was hired on as a waitress, but when my trainer told me I was going to go do that, oh my goodness, I'll still, I still remember that all these years later. <laughs> but it's getting them, like encouraging them, build that confidence. When we do leadership training, half of it is teaching them to stand tall, talk loud, and be confident. Mm. Just stick, yourself, stick your hand out there. I've met the most amazing people like on LinkedIn just to be a conversation. And now I've met you today. <laughs> you know, it was interesting. I, I was just thinking about 
a process I learned. So I'll go back to my waitering days way back when. And I learned a process that I use every single day. Mm-hmm. And, and it's always interesting when I go into a restaurant and I see people don't do this. When you're in that profession, the question, and you're, you're basically running back and forth or walking back and forth between the kitchen and, and the restaurant and back to the kitchen. So the process I learned, only had to learn it once, you'd never go empty handed. Every place you go, <laughs> Is right. that where so when, you're, from? when you're going out to when you're going out to a to the table, you're bringing something. When you come back, you're bringing something, and and it's 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 so interesting because everything you do day to day life for me, and it still so applies to door to door sales. I mean, imagine if you met somebody and they were having a certain day, and you you just you didn't talk about solar, but you talked about something else, and then you stop back later in the day with a pot of flowers or with with a flyer or a brochure or just something uniquely interesting to them, right? It's that it's the mentality to recognize that no matter where you go, no matter what step, you're always thinking about what's the next step in the bigger process that you could help contribute. Mm, yeah, short term and long term, perfect. And just keep doing it, yeah. Interesting. And I love sim- that idea. You know, it's as simple as never, never, never walk away from the table without bringing something with you or giving something back, right? And it's, uh, I hadn't thought about the simplicity of that in relation to this process, Josh, but this is kind of cool. Lori, thanks for jogging that. Mm. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say to you guys before. I guess we're almost out of time, are we? Yeah, so I, I was going to I was gonna say, so I'll give you a second to think it through. So this is the time where we say, holy cow, it's really been 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So is there a particular question we should have asked you that we didn't? Um, and then, or is there something you'd like to add that we didn't cover? And of course, we want people to know how to reach out to you. Me first? Yes, please. Uh, I think I just wanted to reflect too. I made made some notes of words that were jumping out at me from the last call and through today. But um, when we talk about, maybe we should have talked about leaders. One of the, what should you have asked me? Maybe a little bit more about leadership and why we want to develop them. But it's that so like all of our people can just be confident and eager, and we teach leaders to be curious, but to be humble. Um, the other words I have written down: respectful, honesty. You guys talked about transparency, motivation, but be teaching people to be their best, encouraging others, and self-developing all the time. Hmm. Yeah, and I am looking for two students. We're, we're launching two more 20-week programs. We only take like three or four students at a time. So, yeah, that's if anyone's looking to be uh, learn more about leadership development within the Toyota Business Practices model. Inbox me, and you can reach me on LinkedIn, Lori Payne, L-O-R-I-P-A-Y-N-E. Beautiful. You'll find me. Thank you. I love that idea. The idea of a a leader is someone who is both curious and humble. Those are interesting words to to, um, pair together. One of my most... um, elite, amazing mentors. His name is Ritsuo Shingo. I learned from his father, his father's teachings originally. These are both Toyota 
production systems, famous people, right? So I traveled like three different times around the world to learn from Ritsuo. But when he said to me that he was a servant leader and he was here to serve, that really resonated. I thought that was such a way of, I've always been in customer service and leading teams and client service for years. But when he said that to me, it just gave me a whole new look a perspective on it. And I've been following his teachings ever since really closely. And it's all about being humble and respectful and encouraging everyone to be their best <laughs> and having fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so I absolutely love this. Lori, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Really, really neat to hear, hear your perspective. Um, so I'm, Anybody who wants to work in door-to-door, reach out to me, um, joshuahutchinsjones at gmail.com, or um, I, I should be tagged on Facebook here. Um, we're looking to bring more people into this industry. Um, with that, the main focus we have as a business is helping people to, rather than center their life around their work, we want work to be an enhancer and an enabler for you to follow your passions. And that's, that's really what gets me up every single morning is changing lives and making, making people create the reality and the ideal that, they, that they've dreamed of. And it's absolutely happening with our company and it's going to continue to happen and we're wanting it to spread just across the country and across the world. Um, but yeah, uh, reach out to me and love to work with you. Mitchell, how can we reach out to you? Dude, I'm still writing down. I love that. I just want you to repeat it. Instead of centering your life around your work, mm-hmm. you want work to be uh, an enhancer and an enabler for you to be able to pursue your passions, to create your ideal. That's it. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. So, um, I'll post that as soon as I do a spell spell check. I'll post that on Facebook. But beautiful aha message that needs to go everywhere. And and that is what when I started working with Josh, I said, Josh, who are you ultimately, and what do you want to accomplish? And it wasn't just this. It wasn't just I, I want a book that helps people think about making this sort of transition. It's simply. Um, what Josh says, I want to be the thought leader that helps people understand that that door-to-door sales is not a four-letter word, right? And and I love that. And so, anyhow, if if you're looking for something to do in life, looking for something interesting, different, passionate, where I, I it's amazing where you could actually work, make work play and then center what your excitement is around this thing. Uh, definitely pick up a copy of Don't Knock It Till You Knock It. We'll be doing an Amazon campaign for that sometime soon. Uh, reach out to Josh directly. I'd say if you're running a business, you need to have somebody like Lori Payne in your life, right? So having somebody like Lori in your business, you, there's somebody on the team has to be the, the documenter, the person who says, hey, wait a second, guys, let's document, let's process, and let's, because what happens is you could always get lucky enough to do something once. The question is, how do you make sure you can repeat it over and over and allow people who, who does, this doesn't, naturally, doesn't come natural to them to actually do it themselves. So that's where putting processing in place, having people like Lori in your life is very important. 
Uh, for me, Mitchell Levy, just Google my name, uh, Mitchell Levy. Reach out to me on the social media platform that is relevant for you. Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Snapchat. And uh, Lori, thanks for joining us. It was spectacular. Josh, love the hair. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for being here. And I, I just, I'm so in that. Every time I hear you, I just, I love the growth and to see what you're doing and where you're going. And, and if somebody wants to be on a, a, a rocket ship with a, with a guy like Josh Jones, you should definitely consider talking to him. Guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of Grow Your 1099. We'll see you at the next episode. Take care. Thanks. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grow Your 1099, where Josh Jones and I are helping to propel the door-to-door sales industry as one that's a great occupation. To learn more about Grow Your 1099, go to http colon slash slash aha.pub slash grow your 1099. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to ahathat.com slash author where you can also find a link to book strategy session. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.